Welcome to The Tender Revolution. I'm Catherine Liggett. yourself. What does this bring up for you when you hear it? This episode, I very lovingly dedicate to all of you who identify as empaths, highly sensitive, people pleasers, (laughs) the counselors and teachers of everyone, because everyone comes to you because you hold such beautiful space. And yet, do you hold that space for yourself? Today will be very much about boundaries, because boundaries are the way that we become safe with ourselves. I want to dispel a myth here about boundaries. Sometimes in the spiritual world, boundaries are talked about almost like a magic spell or sometimes literally a spell for a kind of shield around you. And actually, that's not what boundaries are at all. When I talk to a lot of very sensitive people about boundaries, one of the objections off the bat is usually, but I don't want to close myself off to other people. I want, like, I like being so connected to other people. And what I say is beautiful because boundaries have nothing to do with closing yourself off and they have everything to do with a radical opening to your own self, your needs, your desires, your emotions. They're about opening to you. And there's a really good reason that it's hard for you to define exactly what is your feeling or energy and what's somebody else's. There's a good reason why it's hard for you to be assertive, to take up space, to ask for what you really want. And I'll tell you what that reason is. It's because when you were a child, you weren't allowed to do this. And I'm going to tell you something that might take a bit to wrap your head and your heart around. And here's what that is. That the very reason that you became an empath, in other words, the conditions of your upbringing that molded you into your empathic gifts are the very same conditions that make it so hard for you to have healthy boundaries. And I'll tell you what those conditions are. For most of us, it's because you weren't allowed to 
express your real authentic feelings about things, including anger. You weren't allowed to have your own opinions that contradicted your parents or caregivers, or you weren't allowed to say no. You weren't allowed to act like you deserve the abundance of the world. And you weren't allowed to take care of your own needs when you felt them. So these are what most childhoods of empaths, highly sensitive people, and other people-pleasing types look like. Another way to put this is that you never developed a healthy sense of self, or in psychological terms, a healthy ego. Because what we need to form a healthy sense of self growing up is the opportunity to push back and push against someone else. We have to have the opportunity to feel our bigness, to say no and own it, and to see what happens when we do. That's how we differentiate myself from others. And we're thus able to say, this feeling and this energy is me and mine. And so this becomes, when we grow up, the real difficulty with boundaries and assertiveness because you have an underdeveloped sense of self due to your developmental trauma. And in addition to that, your empathic, highly sensitive, highly attuned gifts came from the fact that you got the most acceptance, approval, love from your caregivers when you showed great empathy and compassion for them. And when we don't have a healthy, differentiated sense of self, we live our life with our feelers outward. We live our life constantly looking out and extending our senses into other people. Ooh, what are they feeling? <laughs> What's their energy? Are they safe? Are they like, how can I respond based on what I perceive that they need? One of the tragic results of having our senses turned outwards like that is that the relationships of empaths, and I'm talking about intimate relationships here, they tend to be, quite frankly, disasters. Because when you're not living directed by your own needs, feelings, and desires, and instead live primarily by feeling into your projection of what the other person needs and making that the most important thing, then you're going to attract narcissists or just completely emotionally unavailable people. These outward-turned senses are both a beautiful gift in certain ways, but really a disability when it comes to relationships because you just don't tend to keep yourself safe and protect yourself in toxic situations. In fact, it's likely 
you don't even know what that would feel like. So in a moment, I'm going to guide you in our exploration for today where we're going to get really intimate with the vulnerable part of you that needs you to be safe for her, him, or them. But I want to just pause here and let you know that there's something really, really cool on the horizon that would allow you to go much deeper into this topic that we're speaking of today. And so to find out more about it, make sure that you're on my email list by going to katherineliggett.com and signing up with the prompt that you see there. I'm going to be offering a free class called Bold Boundaries for Sensitives coming up very soon in early March. So join the email list and find out so much more about it there. Okay, so let's get comfortable here as you prepare for this exploration into safety with yourself. Either seated or lying down. Notice your breath here without trying to change it. Close your eyes. And experiment with bringing the breath just 10% more into the belly. Softening through the belly. Allowing your belly to be round. Allow your body to be heavy. And with every exhale, melt and sink into the surface you're on. Breathe and bring your attention now to the place in your body that you identify as your center. Place your hands there if you like. And notice how that feels. Does it feel like a nurturing presence that's familiar is here with you? Or does it feel a little bit foreign and disconnected to hold yourself here? Just breathe and acknowledge what you find. I invite you now to really inquire within yourself about some resentment that you feel in your life. What is the greatest resentment that's real for you right now? Really bring that feeling to the forefront of your awareness here and breathe allowing it to expand. Allowing this resentment to take up the whole room now. And I invite you to notice in your body the sensations 
that let you know that this is resentment. What does resentment feel like in the body? Now really bring yourself in your mind's eye into the relationship or the situation in your life where you feel this resentment and really land there now with your full awareness in that time and place. Breathing and feeling the full force of this resentment. Recognizing now that the feelings and emotions that swirl around to create this resentment are your system's very natural response to a threat that it perceives. This resentment is just like a dog who raises its hackles and growls. But I want you to inquire now, as if you were this dog, is there also a learned helplessness here that you feel? Is there part of you that feels helpless to acting in your highest good here and protecting yourself, standing up for what you want? Because if you feel resentment, I guarantee you that it's because there's a boundary that's needed here that hasn't been set yet by you. And I guarantee you that because you're still in this place of resentment, part of you does feel helpless. And that's the part that I want to talk to right now. So in your mind's eye now, allow this part of you who doubts, who has given up, who feels helpless, allow this part to become a figure that's standing before you. You're looking through your adult eyes at this figure. Notice where you are as you look at them. And more than anything else, notice what they're like. What does this figure of your helplessness look like? Just breathe and take it in now. Really look into its eyes, if you can see its eyes. What is it feeling?
invite you now to ask this figure a question, and that is, what do you really need? See what they say. they don't have a response, simply validate back that it's okay not to know what you need and feel your heart softening towards them. And now see, sense, and feel this need being met. Checking in now with your adult self. How do you feel towards this figure and meeting this need for them? Is it hard? Is there resistance? Just breathe and make a note of what you feel and accept that it's okay. What else do they need? You can ask again, what do you really need? Notice now that they don't look exactly the same as when you first encountered them. And name those changes. You have now softened towards this part of yourself who feels helpless. And this means you've begun to integrate the shadow aspect of yourself so that you will in time and with practice feel a little bit less helpless. Feel a little bit more able to stand up for yourself and to be the person who you're proud to tell your descendants that you are. When we become more assertive and thus do what we know is right for ourselves and for others, for humanity, we become the future ancestor that we want to be. We become the role model that we want to be, that we know it's our birthright to be. 
So when this process feels complete here with this part of you, feel yourself standing tall and telling them that they're coming right along with you when your consciousness seems to shift here in a moment. You're not leaving them behind. If they like, they can come along too. And very slowly start to imagine the room that you're in. Start to make small movements to bring you back into this time and place right now. And when you're ready, knowing that this part of you is here with you, go ahead and open your eyes. I thank you all so very much for becoming bolder with me today. Take good care of yourself and be safe with yourselves.